We are live. I'm here in the studio. I am rolling solo. Who knows who might call in? Maybe Demery, who's sick with the stomach flu. You can't see my air quotes with the sick part and stomach flu part or hangover. Uh, Kurt Feltkeller, is, he may call in as well. 888-346-9144. I'm about to do a survey on, on which way... I want this show to go in 2016. It's only January, so we're still in the early years of the, uh, we're still in the early month for the rest of the year, so I might do a survey of that. Uh, you know, this is the leading sports network, internet, media, so that makes me number one, right? Call in if you have a disagreement. Got to talk some Pro Bowl. That's the next biggest thing coming up in football. So I'll talk a little bit of Pro Bowl uh, in a little while. I want to talk some basketball, but want to read a um, want to read something actually. Want to read something about uh, Blake Griffin and get into that. Um, Golden State Warriors are they that dominant? And I'm asking the question, knowing the answer. But these guys just ran through the San Antonio Spurs, 120 to 90. They might beat the Chicago's boy. What was it, 72? What was it, 72 and 8 or something like that? Or 10, 72 to 10. They may be on the way to that. And quietly, the San Antonio Spurs is a good team, if not the second-best team. And I'm saying second now since what happened in Golden State. You still got the long season. You still got the second half of the season. We, got, we, we haven't even got to the All-Star break, which is coming. Usually that's after the uh, Super Bowl. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. And LeBron James, talk about him as well. Talk LeBron James and David Blatt and Tyrone Lue. Did LeJohn, how do you feel about a player, but it only could be a player of this statue, and that's LeBron James, Kobe. That's the top players in the league that we know. Not just the best player on their team, but the top players in the league where these guys could play on any of the NBA teams, the association's team. So how do you feel about that? It is Taco Tuesday. We're going to get into it. 888-346-9144, uh, basketball. Let me get into this um, Blake Griffin. Um, in it, and, and you know we talk some Cardinals. We got to we got to keep the Cardinals in the loose. The, the uh, Coyotes, who won, haven't been to a game yet. So I'm um talk about how they won last night a little bit at the end of the show. But let me get into Blake Griffin gets hurt in a fight. Let me tell you who he was fighting. Blake Griffin hurts in a fight. With his equipment staff. Someone on the equipment staff. See, I never thought Blake Rip was tough anyway. Well, there was a sense of how tough he was. His own teammate, if I could think of his name, say, I'm tired of standing up to these guys, standing up for these guys, actually. How tough was Blake Griffin? But now you're fighting your staff, your equipment staff. This guy might have just came out of college. I don't know, but I'm just thinking equipment staff. Or maybe it's a long-term, long-time L.A. Clippers staffer. He injured his right hand and hitting a member of the team's equipment staff during an argument. This, this is through multiple sources, and there's multiple sources till ESPN. According to some sources, Griffin at the 
hit the equipment staffs, got into an argument in the restaurant during the team's road trip to Toronto. Griffin hit the man, who then left the restaurant, went outside. Griffin follows him outside and hit him again. And this is just crazy. NBA, see, I still think you're some of the best athletes in the world. I still think it takes a lot to do your job, not just you have to run up and down the court constantly, consistently. There's no, you can't hide in basketball, and when you do, you're not playing. I think even when I talk about the steroids, the HGH, the whatever performance enhancement drug that people use that's at the professional or their sport, I'm like, why? You're the best already. What do you need that stuff for? So I don't know if uh, Blake Griffin is on that stuff, and I'm not going to. But it does make you do crazy things. I've never been on a thing, but this is what I'm hearing, and I'm being serious. This guy hits the, uh, he suffers. This, this, this is the selfish part about it. He suffers a fracture in his right hand, which means he's not going to play. And after that fight, they were sent home. After that fight, he was sent home, uh, and that was last night. The equipment staffer faces injuries, and he was treated at a local hospital. Uh, <laughs> both Griffin and the equipment staffer sitting home. What was that conversation about? You can't be that silly. You can't be that silly to jeopardize. Well, you're not used to fighting. Your hands are not used to hitting anything hard, Blake Griffin. And the consensus out there that he was never tough. When you, when you're not used to doing those type of things, your bones are soft in certain areas. You're not a fighter, Blake Griffin. Play basketball. Don't do what you do. Don't. You've gotten better at your twelve footer. I must admit that. But you fighting. You lost your mind to fight a equipment staffer, the guy who put your jock and your shorts in your locker. What was that conversation about? Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. This, is, this was supposed to keep him out a couple of days, but this might keep Blake Griffin out a couple of weeks. These are games missed. A couple of days, you might miss two games. A couple of weeks, you might have missed 10, 12 games. Going into the all-star break, which might be a saving grace because the Clippers are winning. They are the team in L.A. now. Uh, the Lakers don't have anything to say about that. They're not the Lakers that we used to. L.A. plays in Indiana tonight, speaking of, to go to the Clippers. They play in L.A. tonight, and then Atlanta. So he's going to miss that game before they come home tomorrow uh, against the Lakers in the Staples Center. But that probably be without Blake Griffin unless he wraps it up. There's no way you're going to hide that. It's just, it's just silly. And I have this conversation about, I got this big plan coming up that I'm just going to do in Arizona. Not Arizona, just Arizona, but Virginia, Kansas. It's a big thing. It's Global 42. Keep that in mind. Keep on the lookout for that. Um, But when athletes tend to lose their mind, and which athletes are willing to come out and speak when they've been through some adverse situation, when they've been through some nonsense that we all know has been publicized and we know this nonsense, but they have humbled themselves at the point where, okay, I have to change my life or I'm going to get out the sport that I like. You're not going to make that money anywhere in the world. There's only probably 1% in each sport that you get a good chance of making some decent money after after your chosen sport. You're not a doctor. You're not going to make that money. And if you were as a doctor, you'd be paying doctor bills. You'd be paying back student loans right now. You have a great talent. You got to add the physical part 
the greatness of your physical part with the mental part of your game. And a lot of guys mentally lose their mind. This is what I like about clutch shooters. These guys don't lose their mind. These guys are clutch because they've seen these shots go in many times. Now, what I'm talking about basketball and what happened with clutch shooters and their mentality and what happened with Blake Griffin outside of a restaurant fighting a Stafford because it's all mental. You can't lose your mind at that point. What was said, two men fighting in a restaurant, equipment staffer, one professional basketball. It's over a girl. Silliness over a girl. It has to be. I don't even know the rest of the story. I don't even know why he was fighting. It probably come out sooner or later. Griffin has no reason to be fighting or getting hurt fighting. He's been out with a quadricep anyway. That was the original story of the injury. He's been out with a, a quadricep. And he was supposed to come up to the lineup uh, this road trip against the, who, who are they playing? They're playing Indiana. Then they go to Atlanta. You can't be that silly as a professional athlete. And it goes back to the Global 42, what I'm doing. I'm going to have to put that in order, put that in place. But it goes back into what that and my motivation towards it. Colleges, starting in high school, colleges, you have to be more responsible than just the just the person's athletic ability. I think you'll save a lot of money, you'll save a lot of embarrassment if you kill at all, care at all. If you put a psychologist on staff, there's plenty of people going to school for psychology at the university or colleges, but there has to be someone to teach them. You have that right there. You have to put this on staff. I'm going to have a team of them. I'm going to have a team of the uh, psychologies, psychologists when this Global 42 take off. Keep that in mind. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to join in the show. Um, LeBron James, let me, let me, you know what, I want to pull it up. I, maybe I should talk to LeBron James, but we got to talk Pro Bowl too. Um, you know, I got to keep the Cardinals in the loop. Phoenix Suns, actually, they play, is it tonight? I think they play Philadelphia tonight. Now, are we talking about the two worst teams? Because I I look at the Phoenix Suns, and I, I wonder when the overhaul is going to take place. And by that, a new makeup, a new team, a, a, a different. You just can't go out there and get guys who's who's probably the best at position. you got to find a chemistry. So Hornacek, I don't know. I'm not saying he is not the guy. I'm not saying that at all. But you have to go out there and find the chemistry to some teams and not just, I got six picks in the draft, so I'm going to pick all guards. I got six picks in the draft. What I would have done, and these guys know more than me than being in the draft room, but I do know some talent. I'm going to trade some of those. I'm going to get drafts down the future for future guys coming out. I just looked at a couple of videos last week. There's some 7-7 seven, seven guys coming out right now. They're in high school. They are in high school. The reason why I won't get them, because you're talking about a high school guy who's over 7 foot tall. You cannot play in the NBA. That is a grown man sport. I've had this conversation over uh, with a couple of professional guys that played in the National Football League. None of them basketball. They played in the National Football League. We're talking about LeBron James, Stephen Curry. We're talking about, we were talking about LeBron James, Michael Jordan, who's the best? And, of course, there's always going to be an argument when you got somebody that's playing at the high, highest level 
who outshadows everybody like LeBron James does, but Stephen Curry would say some, have something to say about that, is LeBron James, and this is just, and I'm just propose, I'm proposing the question, is he better than Michael Jordan? See, the reason why I say he's not, and I'm not a Michael Jordan fan, I've never had a pair of Michael Jordan shoes. Never was spend that money for some shoes people killing over. Not because I was afraid to die or get killed. Not not that at all. Like I didn't get the Raiders jacket. I don't think I had a Raiders jacket. No, I wore Adidas jacket. But not that. But Michael Jordan could have bought those prices, those shoes down. Which means he has no control of his product. So it was all Nike. Here nor there. Is he better? Here's why I say LeBron is not better than Michael Jordan, who I'm not a big, huge fan. I, I, I recognize the greatness of Michael Jordan because of the era Michael Jordan played in. LeBron James can't do that. He's biggest, pound for pound, strongest, biggest guy on the court, pound for pound. Now, you got seven, you got some 6, 12, 11 guys. I said 6, 12. 6, 11 guys. You got some 7-footers. Well, pound for pound, this guy flops. I've never seen anything like this in the 80s and the 90s. I've never seen the superstars flop. Now, Michael Jordan, I thought, got calls that he shouldn't get, but he was the best player. The lead, the lead wasn't what it was until Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan, until he came back. See, I was a Detroit Pistons fan. I was a Philadelphia 76ers fan. See, I know those teams. They wasn't the bad boys just because they're bad boys. Those guys made the Boston Celtics tough. They made the L.A. Lakers tough. So whatever team you like, and if they had any toughness to them, you could, you could attribute that toughness coming from Detroit Pistons, 88, 89, 90. And then these bad boys, they took it to another level. They even won in the 90s with a whole different team. It's the mentality of the game. But this is why I say LeBron James could not be better than Michael Jordan. Has the skill set, has the talent. He's not as pressure as Jordan. Jordan thought he would make every shot. That's why he took every shot. Kobe is the closest thing to Jordan. We had guys come out, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill. We had guys that come out and say, this is the next Jordan. There's no next Jordan. You're the next you. But because of the greatness of Jordan, because of we looking for a an argument or a debate to compare people to someone else, then it's got to be, oh, is this the next Jordan? Grant Hill was not the next Jordan. He he rarely stayed on the basketball court. Now, he revived his life here in Arizona later on in his career. Penny Hardaway was supposed to be the next Jordan. He made some good commercials with Lil Penny, but that's about it. There was no next Jordan. And I really didn't see anything special in Jordan's game. It's just when, it, when it's your time and when it's your era, when destiny calls, See, if you don't get ready for it, when it calls, you're not going to expect, you're not, you're not going to know what to do. LeBron don't have pressure shots or can't take them with great consistency. You want to pass the ball off. Not, well, Jordan and Kobe's not doing that. And if Jordan passed the ball off, he had B.J. Armstrong. He had, he had Paxson. He had Steve Kerr. He had guys that would knock down shots. You have J.R. Smith and Amar Shumpert. Yeah, you pass that ball off and, and they miss, then all of it comes back onto you, best player in the league. If Steph Curry passes the ball off, he has a shooter. 
He has Clay Thompson over there. He has somebody he's going to get the ball. And it's in a smart coach, and I get to LeBron James and coaching in a minute. But the smart coach is going to set the place for one or two guys. It's not going to be a mystery. You guys remember Scottie Pippen? It was cool coach, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, Jordan had left. So Scottie Pippen thought he inherited the team that it was, and rightfully so. He thought, any players come through me in the last second shot, it should, any players at the last second should come through me. He's throwing over chairs because cool coach hit, takes the last shot. I forgot if he made it or not, but, but you ready for your pressure moments and you don't get a chance to do them. I think that's what Scottie Pippen felt at that moment. I could, I could appreciate that and I could understand that. I prepare for this moment all my life and you give it to someone else. I'm not trying to trick another team. You either going to foul me or I'm going to make the shot or I'm going to have a great look at it. That's how the great athletes do. And I get more into LeBron James, why he's not the best. You can look at the Detroit Pistons and say they made most of the lead tough, most of the East. The East used to be tough. So here's what I'll do. I'll take a quick break. I'll come back. Kwame Lasha Sports Talk. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four sounds creepy though. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's come back on the X Files. I don't know if you guys have been watching. There's another show too. There's another show after the X Files, and I'll talk about it when I'm done with the X Files. But uh Mulder, Scully, names that you know, but the show and what it's doing. See they bring these shows, even when X Files was on before it went off the air. And I'm like a little kid that's come back, and I tried to record the first one, but Quentin couldn't get it done. But even when it was on, they've always put messages in there that was going to happen globally or that was happening to prepare you for it. And the shows back then, 
those things are happening now, but you can't see them. So it had to come back home for a reason. Although I'm a huge X-File, if they came to a concert, if they came out here to speak, I would be in there with my X-File stuff on or whatever that looks like. But it's, but it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So now I got to wait till Monday for it to come back on because they did a back-to-back. Uh, what was the Sunday after the game, championship game, and then, yes, last night. So now I got to wait till Monday for it to come back on. But there's another show that's a new new show. Now, the name might throw you off, and I have to watch more episodes to see where they're going with this. It's called Lucifer. Interesting. They made him charismatic, which when you grow up in that certain religion, you think he does whatever thing to deceive you. They made the guys charismatic and uh, good-looking, uh, funny, charming. They made him everything that you wouldn't think he had that name. Lucifer. Check the movie out. Let me know what you think. 888-346-9144 is the number. Let me tell you what's going to be the next big news story, probably leading up to, we have the Pro Bowl, so there might be some questions, and I get into the Pro Bowl and their rosters and a lot of guys being replaced. I think the Arizona Cardinals had seven guys to the Pro Bowl, what Carolina had 10, a lead leading 10. None of those guys are going to play in, obviously, because they're playing in the Super Bowl. But the next big story I think is coming up, and I'm not done with LeBron James, and he'll get, he'll get talked about later on, is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and Bill Belichick. After the game, Peyton Manning and Bill Belichick, they met in, uh, in, on the field after the game. Peyton told Bill Belichick this. Hey, listen, this might be my last rodeo, so it was sure it was a pleasure. This is what Manning told Bill Belichick. Now, when you think about Manning and Belichick, and we talked about Manning, how He's gotten up there. His arm is not what it used to be, but his brain is still there. Sometimes your body don't allow you to do things that your brain thinks can still do. And that's that's when I always say you go from number 23 to number 45. That's Michael Jordan in his prime coming back wearing number 45. Yeah, yeah, you're not the same guy. Get out of here. But Peyton Manning said that to Bill Belichick. Hey, this might be my last rodeo. So it sure has been a pleasure. Now, when you do something like that, and it's out of respect because we know it was 17 times that these guys have matched up. Tom Brady getting the better of this, and he had a long conversation with Tom Brady too, but Peyton, Peyton Man is a genius. He strategically did what he did. They have cameras on the sideline when the game is going on that can hear the barking of the quarterback, can hear the barking of the linebackers, so you knew you have to know that he knew what he was doing, Peyton Manning, strategically. You didn't have to say this might be my last rodeo. This is your last rodeo. This is Brock Oswald's team, and not because it's time to move on. Not because Brock is that much better than you, but it's just great to see Peyton Manning go out. I don't know any other team who would take him as a starter going into next year, but it would be great to see him going out. But he knew what he, what he was doing when he talked with Tom Brady and when he talked and said what he said to Bill Belichick. When I opened up about this story, I said this may be the next new, big news story. It's not even that big. It's not even that big, really. Because Peyton Manning is saying this might be my last rodeo. This is your last rodeo. 
and you just happen to be in a Broncos uniform. And what is a Bronco? That's a horse, right? Yeah, this is your last rodeo. I don't know where you're going to play Peyton Manning. But he is still, and I'm not talking down about Peyton Manning, but I'm, he's still one of my all-time favorite smart athletes. The guy's so smart that he makes those other guys average, the one, the idiot, idiot ones, the ones you tell won't run through the wall and they run through the wall. He made those guys look good. But he knew what he was doing when he told Belichick, hey, this might be my last rodeo. It's been a pleasure. That is a great competitor talking to another great competitor. A lot of, of what Peyton Manning is is because of the New England Patriots. A lot of what a lot of athletes are at the professional level, and I could, I could, I could say college as well, but at a high level, it's because of other players, other teams. When you don't, when you don't win your off-season workout and your team is finished before another team and that guy who sets the standard at the position, well, you go and work out. The Arizona Cardinals, some of those players working out right now. And they can't believe they're not playing in the, in the Super Bowl a lot, like a lot of us. I'll talk more about that in the last segment. But a lot of great athletes and being competitors and being passionate about the game well, they work out because they think the guy who sets the bar at the position is working out. So you don't want anyone to outwork you. And that's what I tell a lot of kids. I tell a lot of guys that I train. I tell a lot of the uh, college guys. There's somebody on the other country, other side of the country working out right now. If they say this guy's that, what are they saying about you? So you have to work out. You don't always have to be outworked. You can always be smarter than somebody. You can always figure out how to play the game and the position. That's why it's only about 10 guys on college teams that, and we have a record number of guys coming out early this year. And that's just from the SEC. And I believe it's 25 guys coming out early this year because of what football does, all the time frame they need to do it in to be in and be out. 25. Underclassmen, that's just the SEC. So when you got a great competitor in Peyton Manning, he says that to Bill Belichick. He talks to Tom Brady. He knows what he's doing. He's strategic. He's been strategic all his life since he left the University of Tennessee. He came in and they talked bad about him as far as throwing interceptions. But look what he's become because he learned the game. You have to learn the game on every level you play in. In high school, I was one of the best guys on my team. When I went to college, I had to figure out the college game. When I went to KU, Butler, you have to figure out the college game because now you're not only you're not the best guy or one of the best guys, there's a lot of those guys around you. And they're passionate about the sports. Although, at one of my colleges, there were guys there that just sidebar. They're there to play football. And I couldn't believe that was the case. But it is what it is. But you have to learn the game on a higher level in all aspects. All facets of the game, you have to learn how to play it. If not, you're not going to be around. And I keep going back to the mental part of the game. I keep going back to being strategic. That's all football is, is chess. All of us play checkers. A lot of us can't play chess. You can't think ahead. 
You can't think ahead. When you can think ahead of the game, you can see the future of what somebody's about to do or what you're about to do. I had this conversation a lot when I speak to, I spoke last week to the Coca-Cola products, Coca-Cola company. I say you have to be able to think ahead. A lot of my plays that I saw after my third year because I learned how to play it and I, and I came into the right situation, it wasn't like I was that good, but I was around some veterans. So I knew I couldn't, I was never going to be able to win a football game on my own. Those days were gone. That is not high, this is not high school anymore and not even college. You have to learn how to play this game. And Peyton Manning learned how to play this game. So you look at his numbers coming out of Tennessee. Just look at his number coming out of the University of Tennessee. He was terrible. He was, well, they tried to make Cam Newton worse than him. But look where Cam Newton is in his fifth year in the NFL, and I will talk about that a little later. But you have to learn how to play. I came to a team full of veterans, so I saw them watching film, studying, going about their business, trans- taking that from the film room to the practice field, to the game, and you wonder why these guys play at a high level. Because they're always thinking, what's more important than what you have to do right now if you're in the National Football League, if you're in the NBA, if you plan hockey, if you whatever you're doing, if you're golfing. I get in arguments all the time about golf because shut up while I'm while I'm playing. It's what the game presents. So so go by the rules. Do the right things to be great. Go practice. Stop trying to get 50 million strokes. Go practice. This is what these guys do to be great. They practice. They go get it done. So as a competitor, I'll move on to this will be a new story leading up to the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning and Bill Belichick embracing in the middle of the field doing the AFC Championship, which the Denver Broncos won, and they won through consistent play of their defense. That defense played every play, something we wanted to see the Cardinals do, something we expected to see the Cardinals do. That defense was moving. That defense was playing every play. But those two guys meeting in the middle of the field, and he said what he said, I guarantee you, if you're hitting the first time here, you're going to hear it all the way up to the Super Bowl. And it's too bad because him saying, Peyton Manning saying, this might be my last rodeo. Peyton, where are you going to play? You can't be a... It's hard to tell a, a guy like that. It's hard to tell Jordan you're not Michael Jordan. You're not Michael Jordan. You're wearing number 45. It's hard to tell Peyton Manning he's not Peyton Manning because that brain is still one of the best brains in football. It becomes impossible to tell these guys who played at a high level and was the best at that level. There's a lot of guys in the National Football League. They don't play at a high level. I've said this a million times over. 50% of the guys in the NFL can't play. They are in a system. They are in position. They are in the structure. They are needed to keep the game going. About 42% of them can ball out. The rest of them are just fillers. 8% of them just fillers. They running down on special teams. There's some starters who can't play special teams. There's some special teamers who will never be starters, but they serve a purpose. 
it keeps the game going. But when you get into a system, and this is why you see a college guy who plays lights out in college, and you say, oh, the Cardinals should get him. The Cardinals should get that guy. Well, the Cardinals should not get that guy unless that guy is playing in the same system. So when he, if and when he does come to the Arizona Cardinals, that he flo- he plays at a high level, he plays fast because he knows what's going on. You can get a guy in the third or fourth round that's playing in a similar defense or playing a similar offense that you play in. See, you never look for special team guys. You look for guys who can probably start or be your legitimate backup who can buy you time if your starter goes down in football games during a football season. And those guys become your special team guys because they do have a burning desire to be starters. It just might never never happen. Circumstances, consequences, you may be a, you may be a starter one day. Somebody might come in and play better than you. You may be worth keeping, and you may be a special team guy. But this is when you bring guys in who's, who's used to your system, who, who knows your formula, who has the same terminology, runs the same offense. This is why Andrew Luck had great success coming into the National Football League when he came in. He and RG3. RG3 was in a run-and-shoot offense. He dropped back, swing it, had four receivers, or he'll run. Andrew Luck was in a pro-style offense, so when he came in, he was in that same pro-style offense, so it felt comfortable to him. And what did the Indianapolis coach do? They draft his tight end, who was one of his, who was one of his top receivers while he was at Stanford. This is what you do. So you wonder why something like that, you make the guys comfortable, but they plan in the system. You wonder why something like that doesn't work out or it's not the formula for the rest of the league. When you look at the Phoenix Suns and you look at the Markeith and Marcus Morris, you look at the brothers. Well, I think Markeith is having separation anxiety. He, he can't play without his brother. These guys grew up together. They're twins. They grew up together. They did everything together. Went to University of Kansas together. Left school at the same time. Ended up on the same team. So that might be the case. You keep that comfortability. But you're a grown man. You've got to figure out a way to do that. That's nothing had to do with the sons. That's you. Learn how to play. Have some effort. Or get out the game. But when you keep the players that you draft comfortable, or you make them comfortable, or you bring them in to fit your system, that's when you get the maximum effort out of your players. That's when that works. Here's another story that makes no sense to me. I don't even know why it was even broadcasted. I really don't. Maybe because it's who's the home team or who's the away team. But the Denver Broncos are wearing white jerseys. Can you tell me why that matters? Who cares? They're wearing white jerseys. You should ask Carolina Panthers what jersey they want to wear, and Denver Broncos wouldn't even have a choice or a decision to make of what jersey you're going to wear. I saw a game this year. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had on all red, throwback red, or throwback orange, throwback ugly colors, whatever it was. And they were playing the St. Louis Rams, who had on throwback ugly, make you throw up, mustard color. It looked like ketchup and mustard was playing against that. You know how you put... 11 ketchup bottles on one side and 11 mustard bottles uh, on the other side. That's what it looked like. It was the ugliest uniforms. 
Guys want to look good. You look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. You play good, you get the contract. You win. But it really doesn't matter what uniform these guys today put on. They're going to make them look good. They're going to swag them out. They're going to make these uniforms look good. So it really doesn't matter. Pro Bowl coming up. I'm going to talk some Pro Bowl. I do want to talk about the uh, – I'll briefly talk about how the – Golden State Warriors. What is what is the Golden State Warriors? They just are they that much better than everybody else in the NBA? I mean, obviously their record is saying it, but you look at the San Antonio Spurs. Who this team is not bad either. They just they they lost to the Golden State Warriors, but they've been beating everybody. And Tim Duncan didn't play in this game, so it really didn't matter. Tim Duncan didn't play. In the game before that, I think they played the Suns last week. Tim Duncan or Tony Parker didn't play in that game. Tim Duncan needs some rest. Tony Parker probably needed rest too, but they had to give him an injury or a minor issue and say this is why he wasn't playing. Tim Duncan would have made that much of a big decision or a difference if he would have played in his Golden State game. These guys are just different. Maybe it's just their time. No one wants to believe it's their error, but when you win one championship, you want to win another one. So you do everything possible, put pieces in place to win that next championship, to make sure you at least have a legitimate chance to win the championship. Here's what I'll do. I'll come back and talk a little bit more of that. Kwame Sports Talk. Take a quick break. Be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports welcome back formula sports talk 888-346-9144 Gotta get me a list of music to play. Thinking about, I'm not thinking about it, but I'm gonna say this. I gotta make, find me a new opener. I probably won't. A lot of people haven't figured out what that opening is all about. Let's get into some more sports. 
Bruce Arians, the Cardinals have holes to fill. Every team has holes to fill. It's just some teams are able to hide theirs more than others. The Carolina Panthers have holes to fill. They're 16-1 and right now. The Denver Broncos have holes to fill. What are their record? They're 15-2 on both teams on their way to the Super Bowl. Now, I could care less about those two teams. But the Arizona Cardinals is a team that I like, that I root for. Coles to fill, defensive line. Holes to fill, left tackle on offense. Holes to fill, they're going to need another guy in that, second ter- in that secondary. Two guys. They're going to need a stellar guy. They're going to need, if you need me to find you one, let me know. I know a lot of DBs can come in here and fit right into what the Cardinals do. I'm not going to give them the mental part because that's the coach's job. But I know they'll fit the system. The Cardinals do have holes to fill, and uh, and those are the main ones. I'm keeping Carson Palmer, regardless of what you guys think or thought about him in that game, because I thought the same thing. He didn't have a great game at all, but he wasn't the only one that didn't have a great game. A lot of those guys like uh, Michael Floyd didn't have a great game. And and then you see the bickering on the sideline with the Floyd and the rest of the defense. Those guys just not going to... You can't have that type of adverse situation and then lose your mind on the field. You can't do that. Michael Floyd didn't have a great game. Obviously, I said Carson Palmer, who didn't have a great game. We talked yesterday. Was Carson Palmer finger hurting? Absolutely, it was hurting. You're in an NFC championship game, though. Nothing hurts. It'll hurt in three weeks. Feel all your pain in three weeks. But another hole to fill... Uh, like I said, I'm keeping Carson Palmer. You coming back, you're going to get me, I mean, us, a Super Bowl. You're going to get a Super Bowl because there's process. There's steps to doing this. Okay, we remember Cardinals were 10-6. and six. Last year, where were they? 11, they got in the playoffs last year. They were 10-6 and six two years ago. Didn't get in the playoffs. Probably one of the second, third best teams in the NFC. Didn't get in the playoffs but because of the wild card and – and how that nonsense went, okay, they built, they built from that. They came back, and I think they were 10-6. I think they were 11-5 or something like that. Got in the playoffs. Went as far as they can go. We lose our quarterback. Everything went to pieces. Their pieces weren't hitting. This year, 13-3, they get to the NFC Championship game. Here's where I'm keep, keeping Carson Palmer, and I'm definitely keeping Larry Fitzgerald. He actually he has one more year on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, he has one more year on his contract. So, I think he had a two year deal two years ago. He had a two years, twenty two million. So, he got eleven million coming to him this year and coming up. So, please don't try to restructure his contract. The guy is worth every penny of it. Coming off one hundred and nine catches this season, Michael Floyd, got to step your game up. You just can't run nine routes. And all that rebuilding I just went through, uh, there, there are more guys, and I, and I mentioned some of them. You went 10-6, and six, no playoffs, which was crazy in itself. Then you go 11-5, and five, I believe, the next year. You're 13-3. and three. There were steps, 10-6, and six, no playoffs, 11-5. and five. 
playoffs, we lose our quarterbacks, things go crazy. Because you have to have a good quarterback. You have to have a good even you have to have a great quarterback. Every team that have quarterbacks up they are making it deep into the playoffs. As you can see, when we didn't have a quarter quarterback, that we don't move as far. Okay, then the thirteen and three. Let me move on. NFC championship game. They lose that game, but they get there. Unfortunately, it's a role game. This is how crucial it is to win the games you're supposed to win. But it's football, and it's true statement when, when you hear these words, any given Sunday. That is very true. Then you have the reason why I said Carson Palmer is coming back is because where is there to go next year but to the Super Bowl? Super Bowl 51. Super Bowl 50 would have been great because the number looks good. 50, 51, eh. But you win the Super Bowl. You get into the Super Bowl. 51, and I think it's in Minnesota. I think the Super Bowl next year is in Minnesota. So I'm looking forward to the Cardinals finishing their road, their, their road or their travel. And their travel, to me, is 10-6, and 11-4, 13-3, and three, NFC Championship. Next year, whatever it is, you're in the playoffs, but you get to the Super Bowl. If you win it, icing on the cake. If not, then you got something next year, the year after that, to win it. Find a way to do it. But you got holes to, to fill. What are you going to do with Rashad Johnson? Tyron Matthews, he wants, to, he wants to be a Cardinals for life, and I don't know why he shouldn't. I know he has two ACL. I know he had an ACL tear, but the guy bounced back. He mentally overcame that. See, a lot of athletes get hurt, and it's not the injury that's bothering them anymore. Unless you have a terrible, terrible doctor, I can name a few of them. But it's not the injury that's bothering them anymore. It's the mental part of getting over the injury. I'm not a genius. I just play one on this show. Why am I supposed to talk? 888-346-9144. Rashad Johnson is an unrestricted free agent. Tony Jefferson is a restricted free agent. You got some, you got some pieces you need to get hitting around here, Bruce Arian. Defensive line, we need a pass rusher. We need um, a left tackle. You need some things to happen. You need some guys with some dog in them. Let's, let's go find those guys. If you go down to the SEC or if you go to Nebraska, you can get those defensive linemen and those offensive line guys. I do have a caller on hold. Frank. Franco. How we doing? <laughs> we good. I don't, I don't know how much you heard. Of, my man? <laughs> I don't know how much you, you heard. Of, so I was, just, I was just rambling on because that's what I do. But, I'll uh, tell you what. You had some good stuff rambling about, though. <laughs> I was talking to Carlos, man. I was, a bit, but here's the, here's the thing I talk about. I was talking about athletes losing their mind, and I got this Global Forty Two uh, big event coming up. Uh, fill you in later, but athletes losing their minds, and, and the athlete I was talking about in this case was Blake Griffin getting a fight with a staffer, break his ring, selfish move hurts his team. Then I move on to uh, Peyton Manning and saying this might be his last rodeo. I said, this will be a story other than talking about the Super Bowl and Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, which I'm sure they will do. But don't ask me questions about, am I coming back? Peyton Manning, as, as cerebral as he is, cerebral as he is, as a player, his body's not going to do it. That's what takes me all the way when I say 23 to 45. That's Michael Jordan in his 23 jersey, and that's Michael Jordan in his 45. Mentally, you're still the best in your head because you're a competitor. You've been at a, a high level for... 10, 12 years as the best guy. Mentally, you that guy. Physically, man, this guy's running around you. I'm breaking you off like AI. But you got to remember, the guy still won that game. Very true. So, 
Uh, now I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals and how mentally it looked like they were broken down in the Carolina game. They've never been in a situation where they got during the regular season, except for that Seattle. And, that, and uh, we could talk a little bit more on that too, but how they get blown away that quick and the adversity that took place on the sideline. I don't know if you saw Floyd and, and those guys talking, and Floyd like, man, get out my face or whatever. It just didn't look right. It didn't look right. Um, but you can, right. you, you can read the lips. You know, playing the game, having played the game, you know what's going on over there. But they've right. never been in a situation like that where, they, where right. it matters now. This is my Super Bowl chance. So a lot of these guys need to grow up. You can add a little bit to that. A lot of these guys need to grow up, but the Arizona Cardinals do. As, as good as we, they are and we think they are, every team have holes to fill in the Arizona Cardinals. If they want to get back to the NFC Championship game, they want to have a great season, get to the Super Bowl in Minnesota, they need to fill a lot of holes. You know, man, like we, like we know, every team changes during a, during a Super Bowl run. Of course, there's free agency and there's different there's contractual agreements that need to be either signed or guys will be let go. Uh, there will be other guys that will come in and try to fill the void. Of course, you know, we have been talking about the last couple of years since Steve Kahn has taken over the team and Mike and those guys and the team that they have and the product they have on the field has uh, been excellent in regards to that. But there is no guarantee that the team that you put on the field in the moment that when you get to the, to the outside of the, the regular season, that team is a different team. But when it comes in the playoffs, that's a whole nother level of expectation. There's another level of concentration that guy's supposed to be there and performance. Not everybody can handle that. Not every situation seems ideal. Of course, what happened Sunday was not an ideal situation for Carson Palmer and his performance and what he, what he understands is, was his, uh, might have been a big challenge for the, um, for the team to overcome that hole. He put him in with the, with the turnovers. Anytime you have that, that's a game changer. That's a mental adjustment, but not just one, Kwame, not just two. But when you see six, you see four turnovers and you see fumbles on the field and the other team is having success, that's a, that's a major mental adjustment to take undergird, you know, when you expect to be, when you know that 60 minutes. And why are you there? It's going to be the last 60 minutes of a great run of a, right. of a, of a 16-week season. And I think sometimes why when you see what guys do on the sidelines, those are definitely reasons why guys um, lose their mind. Uh, we we say it. We look at it like this here, or when we're looking at it from the TV perspective, we say that they're fighting, they're arguing. But you know, like I know, Quam, and most of the other people who are, you know, and your your listeners should definitely know that guys are passionate. Mm-hmm. And, and when it ain't right, you passions will be passions will be shown or displayed. And I think that sometimes can be taken out of context of a guy's, you know, if a guy's not happy. That's why Terrell. That's why Terrell Owens get a bad rap because they don't. They think. I mean, he he said some things before, but when you got the camera on him all the time, when football started, there was probably two cameras, maybe four. There's cameras right. all over that building. There's cameras everywhere. You can you cannot do anything at any football arena, going in that arena or being in that arena and coming in. They see everything. So mm-hmm. when when you got the camera on a guy and you're looking for a news story like Terrell Owens. And he's out there. It looks like he's in Donovan's face or Steve Young's face or 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 doing what he does on the sideline. Even the um, even the receiver in Dallas. These guys are in a mental, passionate moment. A game of full of emotions and ups and downs, and their emotions change. But we we see the great athletes who who's able to maintain their emotions. It's not like they 
putting their teammate down. It's not like they're doing that. It's like, all right, right. Come, people don't understand. All right, come on, let's go. We got we to gotta do it. And how they say that, they think they're fussing with the team. So if they do lose, then you think you got a story saying, oh, this guy, look what they were doing on the sideline. But, yeah, it is. And that's why I don't agree with sticking the mic in somebody's face right after a game. That's why I don't agree with that. You, you just can't. On that, though, you... Go ahead. I totally agree with you. You definitely have to let that thing play itself out and let guys gather themselves. I mean, you, you've got to imagine, man. It took a long, so, it's a long road uh, to get there. A lot of sacrifices, a lot of a lot of focus, and uh, a lot of determination to get to that get to get to that final game. And even if, even if it's a regular season game, you still got a lot of passion, a lot of energy going on directly after the game. Um, it, it makes good for the for the media and for the marketing right. and for all the television rights and for the people to be able to you know immediately get the raw emotions. That's nice, that's good. But when you get raw emotions, you have to be able to take it for what it is too when it's really raw and not isolate not. a guy and say this is a bad guy, right. this guy's that guy. Right. But you know what, man? Absolutely. I appreciate I appreciate your call. That's Frank Sanders. I got to get off the air. I need more time because I don't start warming up to like thirty forty minutes. My coffee don't do it that quick. <laughs> So let me let me before I get off the air, I gotta say this: come out tonight to Padre Murphy's, that's Forty Third East Avenue, uh, in Bell. Free food and free drinks, raising funds for Phoenix Police and other players. You want to bring out? It's Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Rolling solo. Appreciate Frank Sanders calling in. It is Taco Tuesdays. I will be off tomorrow. I see you Thursday. I'm out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>